0: Hello? Anybody home?
1: Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to
2: love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence.
0: To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government.
1: The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists attitudes, prejudices
3: It's the heart that says, I will not
1: acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic
3: regarded our planet with envious eyes.
0: Perception is the key and the heart is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. The fringe.fm is the network website. Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full show archive and more, like our montages. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com and social media facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. As most of you know, last week I took a couple of days off. It really wasn't Directly because of the so called election, I just needed a few days off after Fringe Fest, which was a, a real fun time. It was a blast. If you missed Fringe Fest, I think we're planning on doing that again next year. And we're looking at setting some other stuff up, I'm sure, throughout the next couple of months to years. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm, I'm, I am sure we are going to be setting things up. I'm not, not sure what they are yet. But I had a couple of days off and I was being bombarded with emails and people asking me what my opinion was on what was happening during and after the election and also what's happening right now. And I did not want to do like a strictly political show. And I don't, I don't like doing those kinds of shows. But one thing caught my attention on Facebook, a very longtime listener of the show, made a comment about how I posted something on Facebook about Joe Biden's agenda as president. It's from Forbes magazine, I believe, or maybe there's, a, there's another one from uh, the Washington. This is from the Washington Post. It says, Biden plans immediate flurry of executive orders to reverse Trump policies. And the response I got to that post on Facebook, because I said this kind of sounds like an abuse of power, just like any president who uses executive orders to bypass the Congress and Senate, it's basically like dictating, because it's a single individual deciding this is what we're going to do. Nobody else gets a say in this. And this person who's been listening to the show for a very long time said that this is disgusting. I can't believe you've you've sunk to this. You've lowered yourself to this. The original show was nothing like this. You never, you know, the original uh, show, which if you don't know this, this show used to be called The D Show. And then I took that over and I made my own show. So like I started on another show, but this is my show, The Secret Teachings. And so they said the show never used to be like this. Now it's all political. And I, I think like 90... of anyone else who responded to to that said, no, it's not a political show. You obviously don't listen to anything that Ryan has to say. So I got got some backup in that regard. But the reason I bring that up is because the political, as people perceive it, the political issues are usually reduced to the red and the blue here in the United States. And I, I personally... Don't care who you point a finger at or who you want to blame, who you want to place all of the, the negative perceptions of, of why things are happening in, in the world the way that they are or in your own life, who you want to place that guilt and responsibility on. But I can tell you that political, ideological possession is so profoundly ingrained in the average person that individuals and our collective society seems to be on the verge of, some would argue, I would say, has far surpassed being on the verge of needing a, an exorcism. Like an emergency exorcism right now from the ideological possession. It's virtually impossible to find consistent, unbiased conversation. At least it seems that way. And that's the fallacy of of the false dilemma, where if I say, hey, look, Joe Biden is going to sign a bunch of executive orders, the immediate response back, oh, Donald Trump did the same thing, oh, George Bush did the same thing, I, I don't really care, okay? I don't really care what anybody else did. We're not talking about anybody else. I'm making an observation. It doesn't mean that I'm on the other side. It doesn't mean that I'm your enemy, but the ideological possession is so profound and ingrained in the subconscious that people just react without considering what someone is actually saying. Like, if you don't act and think and dress like everybody else, then you must be one of those other people. If you don't think like any of those other groups of people, so no one can put you into a category, what happens? Well, you're isolated and you're essentially unable to make any human contact as the ideological possession gets worse and worse, especially without having that much needed exorcism. So the secret teachings, my intention is, the secret teachings is kind of like an exorcism and I'm not taking a political stance and this is not a political show. And I've attempted to demonstrate that when we've talked about Black Lives Matter. There's always like a a, a complaint, and I'm not concerned about the complaint, but there's always a complaint that the type of complaint about what I talk about intrigues me enough to bring it up and talk about the complaint. And the complaint is, that's too political, or talk about something paranormal, or talk about something occult. And like, you know, one person a week complains. But I think it's an interesting study in in human psychology, which is why I bring it up. I'm not concerned about what one person says or a thousand people. But I bring it up because I want to show you that, yes, this show is called The Secret Teachings. But all of those things that are considered the secret teachings, you can call it occultism, esotericism, mysticism, symbolism. You can call it anything. But understanding those things and how symbols work and how the subconscious works... And then you apply that understanding to human nature and you apply it to, yes, maybe a group like Black Lives Matter. And you can apply it, yeah, if you want to apply it to not all, but some, in both cases, or in all cases, to some Trump supporters, you could do the exact same thing. I, I talk to people that like Donald Trump and they like Donald Trump for the same reasons that they dislike any political opposition, just because one's red and one's blue, you know? I mean, remember how many people supported Dr. Ron Paul just because he ran on the Republican platform, even though he was a libertarian? As a libertarian, people wouldn't support him, but as soon as he signed up on the Republican ticket, everybody liked Ron Paul, who was a Republican. Well, not everybody, but the point is he got a lot more support because suddenly he's a Republican. You just label yourself as something. That's all that you have to do. Like, you could just label yourself as gay, and suddenly you have more social clout now. You label yourself as a feminist or you label yourself as whatever. And suddenly society accepts you more because you have this label that you identify with. But it's not the real you, of course. For some people perhaps it is. But it's not really the the you. The real you probably thinks a little bit more. The real you probably tries to figure out what's going on. But If you're possessed by ideology, you really don't do any of those things. You just have a belief. It possesses you. You don't possess it or control it or think about it. And it demands and directs where your attention goes and what you support. So if you look at something like an ideological cult, like a Black Lives Matter or anything, again, for that matter, when you see Black Lives Matter talking about how they want to end a family or they want to it was on their website or they want to pour out libations and summon spirits. Like, do you not think that there's something occult or something paranormal about that? You know, people suspend often their political ideologies at the door of fringe subjects sometimes, but you shouldn't suspend anything when you address any subject in the sense that if you're, if you're addressing, like I I used to be told on an old radio station, they would tell me you're talking about like child trafficking and, and, and the Vatican. And that's not very paranormal, Ryan. And I said, I think it's the opposite. I think it's really paranormal when we're looking at cases of kids being ritually abused and the old, the old original, uh, story of the killer priest this guy who stabbed this woman i think he stabbed the woman repeatedly in the chest in the form of an upside down cross i mean there are a lot of stories like this but the killer priest story we talked about years and years ago and and that I mean that's very very dark like that's an episode of the x-files you know all the x-files episodes they're not all about aliens like there's a monster of the week there's like uh, a cult episode c-u-l-t like, this is all, so I'm, I'm not justifying anything. I'm just trying, I, I really want people to see that even a subject like food, we talked about last night with our co-host, Hope. I mean, food is really important. In the mystery schools, they did not eat meat during their initiation. They did not drink alcohol. They abstained from sex. It was all part of the ritual initiation and, and ways in which to clean up the body and the mind and, and to commune with the spirits. Like, it's all very occult. It's all very fringe I think it's all very paranormal or whatever you want to say it is. It's all those things. And the interesting thing, I mentioned it briefly last night, but the interesting thing about having isolation and covering your face as part of an initiation, even modern day secret societies still do this, like you see how that translates to Around the world, regardless of what you think, mask mandates or mask requirements, requirement just means to recommend. It's not an enforceable legal statement uh, according to Black's Law Dictionary. But, you know, what do I know? And so if you have people wearing masks and isolating themselves and social distancing, that's kind of and sort of and maybe exactly like what would happen when you are initiated into those mysteries of nature, but also what you would experience being initiated kind of into any cult like in the nexium cult they did the exact same thing in the nexium cult um you have to provide the women did they provided the the nude photographs and that's for the blackmail which is often what happens with people that are elected to office or i'd imagine in big corporations there's some level of blackmail they have on you if you're given a lot of power and as long as you do what you're told, you'll get the benefits of it, and then you're protected from the things that you've done that are used to blackmail you, right? So th- this, this is something that you see uh, used as a tool for control, and this tool of control is not assigned uh, an ideology, It's a psychological form of control. I I want to give you an example of that. There is something that's been circulating online, but we've talked about it before, and we talked about this at the beginning of the year. In 1956, a psychologist named Albert Biederman, or Bitterman, I think it's Biederman, developed a framework for understanding the methods of foreign armies and how they would use psychological warfare to extract false confessions from prisoners of war. And this is what they would do. And tell me if this sounds kind of familiar or not. They would isolate them. They would monopolize their perceptions. Otherwise, they would fix their attention on one predicament and ignore others. They would induce debilitation and exhaustion. So you just give in and give up. They would threaten them. They would degrade them. They would demonstrate their superiority through one method or another, enforce trivial demands, things that are like, this doesn't make any sense, why are you doing this, but it messes with the mind. And then, of course, what Bennerman called occasional indulgences, where they let their hand off your neck just a little bit so you can breathe. And they do that when you follow their orders, and then they squeeze again Tighter. And you think, well, if I do what they told me again, then maybe they'll let go. And every time they squeeze your neck a little bit more, they tighten the noose a little bit more. Before you know it, you've incrementally been choked to death, you know, or you've been hanged, and you don't even realize it. It is like the frog in the boiling water. So all these things that the psychologist Albert Bitterman came up with, this is the way in which COVID-19 restrictions or whatever you want to call them have been rolled out. And this is like a, I wouldn't call it an exaggeration, but this, what this is, is like a perversion of using these very, you can use like isolation and kind of the opposite of the, of the monopolization of perception. You you kind of want to disconnect, isolate and put yourself into a position where you are, you're basically drawing in energy in terms of meditation, um, in the the mystery schools in Greece and Egypt and other places, this is an inversion of all that. This is isolation to keep people from connecting with others. This is monopolization of perception. It doesn't matter car wrecks. It doesn't matter heart disease, cancer, diabetes. None of this matters, just case counts. Debilitation and exhaustion, which come about from lockdowns and perception management and isolation and all the threats of what will happen if you don't do this. You'll get fined, you'll go to jail, and then of course degradation, which comes along with masks and other things, and maybe you don't believe that that's fine, but the enforcing of trivial demands, like one week the CDC says X, Y, Z, the next week they say we never said X, Y, Z, we actually said A, B, C. The Washington Post actually just published a few weeks ago, they claim now that there is no airborne transmission of the virus. Who knows that? Nobody here in New York State, the mask mandate ended. Who knows that? Nobody. And, and when I talked to someone at the store the other day, the managers were very nice. There were three of them. I got, I took on three managers, and I obliterated them. I said, there's no more mask mandate. And the guy said, well, we, 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 we have a sign that says we, we require these things. And I said, well, that just means that you recommend them. And he looks at me totally dumbfounded. Like, I'm not, I'm not a prick, okay? I just know what I'm talking about. And it doesn't matter what you think. I can respect your opinion, but opinions are different than facts. And we've even had that; those words like changed and reorganized in their definitions. So people are people are like, well, you're entitled to your own opinion, but not your own facts. Okay, well, what happens when facts and opinions change in definition? So, like, if you see a fact, you say, no, that's just your opinion because you don't like it. But then your opinion becomes a fact because it's your opinion, and that's part of the psychological warfare as well. So that's the the Bitterman chart, uh, the Albert Bitterman chart. And it's very similar to what Yale University and the U.S. National Library of Medicine and clinicaltrials.gov vaccine messaging study suggested. Ways in which to control people and get them to do things. This was recent, back in July, updated July 21st, 2020. Uh, Things like, get a vaccine or you're responsible for other people getting sick. Guilt messages, shame messages, community messages, economic benefits, embarrassment message, anger message, trust in science message, without providing any evidence or proof of why they're getting them or what what they're going to be um, classified as. Are they going to be like safe, or are they going to be generally recognized as safe, or are they going to be something we consider? A necessary evil where, yeah, like Bill Gates said, like 700,000 people will die from vaccines for COVID-19, but that's okay. We need to take that risk. This is this is psychological. This is what this is. And, and you know, we heard for five years, we've heard for five years now, four solid years, but five years, how the Russian government interfered in the democratic process of the United States and we've heard nothing about this current administration except that it's racist and xenophobic, it's destroying the country, and all the violence and all the, the, the hatred is the fault of this administration. You know, you all know the drill. Now the same people are claiming that and overtly documented, and it's still ongoing, rigged and fraudulent election In key states is not possible, they say, but they've complained about election fraud for five years. And that a guy who could be cast to play the role of like a southern plantation owner in the mid-1800s wants to bring everybody together and that all the hatred, all the division can just stop now. It's all better. Someone told me that on Facebook. They said, oh, you don't like Joe Biden. You're a Trump supporter. Just come together with us. Come together with us and it'll all be great. It's like, well, there's two problems to that statement. Number one, for five years, you've said that the election wasn't legitimate. You said that Trump is not your president and you've done nothing but spit venom at anybody who has a different opinion than you. Now, suddenly, elections can't be rigged. Just come together. If you don't come together, you're still the problem. And they talked about the illegitimacy of Donald Trump. And yet Joe Biden is like legally, just like Obama was actually, and and probably Bush as well, like they're unable to even run legally. Uh, I mean, Joe Biden is compromised by a foreign government. We heard that for how long? About Trump. No proof. Just hundreds of millions of dollars wasted and energy, the life sucked out of the country, and the same people that played that are now saying, no, just come together now, it's okay. I mean, this is like, this is some serious psychological warfare, is what it is. And and, and now Dr. Fauci is suggesting that without any reference to the presidential race, it has nothing to do with the presidential race, by March of next year, 2021, if enough people get a vaccine, we'll start to see all the normal things come back in the world. It's all over. Yay! And, uh, you know, is anybody asking how that's possible? I mean, do, do, do you really think that, like, it just magically disappears because uh, Joe Biden is the president elect? Let's put it a little more clear. Uh, Donald Trump is still the president until about noon on January 20th. Right? So, Joe Biden is not the president, but as soon as he is inaugurated, illegally, fraudulently, at this point it looks like, suddenly it all goes away. That's what Fauci said. He said it'll all be over by, like, March. I mean, it's not really going to be over, but the guilt on the United States will be gone. It won't be the United States' problem. It's only the United States' problem if the United States is a country that is refusing to accept globalism. And it doesn't matter who the leader is. If the United States decides to join back with the global plantation, then it's not the United States' problem for the virus anymore. See, that's what it is. Because, um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Schwab just said that this is never going to go back to normal. Just like Bill Gates said, it's always going to be like this from now on. You're never going to see anything change. It is always going to be the way that it is right now. And, And it might get worse. It's always going to be this way. So they'll just remove the responsibility of the United States being the sole responsible party for the spreading of the virus, even though it was China, if you want to look at it from that point of view. Others, I can see that there really is no virus per se. But what happens here is things are going to continue to proceed the way that they're proceeding. And we're going to talk about, in the next segment, all the things that Joe Biden wants to do, but more importantly what Joe Biden as an archetype and what, as a symbol represents. I mean, I can tell you what Trump represents as an archetype and a symbol too. But I can tell you what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris represent as an archetype and a symbol. And it's not, not a positive thing. And there's a historical point of reference that needs, drastically needs to be addressed. And from all of you who I've I've spoken to, I've been told that they've never heard this information anywhere else, and I can admit that I got it from a, a history book, but I've never talked to anybody who knows this. Um, it includes the the Great Purge in 1937, the Four Olds of Communist China, the Three Red Banners, and even where the idea of wearing face masks come fr- comes from. It, it all comes from the Communist Party of China and the Communist Party of Russia. It comes from the Communist International, and that's what's happening in the United States. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to lay it all out for you in the next segment. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
5: Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM.
6: If you'd like to hear more of the secret teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself.
3: Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. the Fringe FM. This is the Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com/slash the secret teachings or our
5: website, the secret
0: This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal.
1: A collection of question marks, no reason, no explanation, just a prolonged nightmare.
0: Right here on The Fringe FM. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. You know, this little weasel, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is suggesting now that a normal condition of life will return. And he says that it could return by March if enough people get a vaccine. We'll start to see normal things come back. Now, is anybody asking how that's possible or why that's happening? They're saying by March of 2021. Now, don't get me wrong, things aren't going to go back to normal and not even necessarily a new normal. But this is like working on a little piece of jewelry with like a magnifying glass, you know, or soldering wires together. That's what I need you to see the secret teachings as. This isn't a a broad analysis. This is like very strategic on a micro level. They're saying by March, now let's look at this because this is going to open up the conversation for the rest of tonight's show. And and what it really is, is a it is a tragedy of what people perceive as liberation from some great evil. It's the opposite of liberation. It is a tragedy. It is the putting an open society into a box. It does the opposite of what you think it's going to do or what you think a Joe Biden president will do or whatever the case. So by March, it all goes away, essentially. That's what Fau- Fauci's suggesting this. Well, Joe Biden's putting together his coronavirus task force, right? And people are already saying that Biden's task force is doing more work and better work than Trump. Right. Okay, there's a lot of minutiae here, but the bottom line is, you know that Joe Biden, even if he won legitimately, doesn't become president until January 20th at about noon. When he's sworn in, people don't understand, I think, that it doesn't matter if it's Bush or Clinton or whomever, like the president. Yes, the election happens, but the president is still the president with all the executive authority. Until Inauguration Day, first of all, okay? And they also don't tell you that the president has power to install Supreme Court justices or to stop insurrection. I mean, that's all in the Constitution, very small, little piece of paper to read. I'd recommend giving it a try. And uh, the president remains in power until inauguration. So, by by what Fauci's saying, it, it's kind of suggesting that what's going to happen is Trump is out of office, Biden's inaugurated, people get a few vaccines, and maybe there's a mask mandate or whatever, but then it kind of slowly goes away. Well, nothing's really going away except the blame on the United States of America as being the petri dish for the proliferation of COVID-19. Now, we know that the testing is false. They've amplified the PCR tests to roughly double the amount of cycles that they normally conduct to find genetic material that isn't even a virus. And we know that Kerry Mollis, the inventor of the PCR test, who died a few months before the event 201 Bill Gates, I guess you could call it like a preparedness exercise. He died a few months before that, though, and he said that it's not meant, the test is not meant to find actual you know, viruses. It's meant to look for genetic material. So we know that. We know about the faulty case numbers and or the fraudulent case numbers I should say and we also know about the fact that when you have hospitals having incentive to list COVID-19 they list it for everybody so the numbers in that regard also increase and increase we know that the CDC said 94 percent right of people that died didn't die of COVID-19 that's on their website so it's all very confusing but suddenly, Joe Biden's president January 20th, and then by March, it all goes away. Well, it doesn't go away. What happens is the United States isn't blamed for it anymore. And then the media, which is solely controlled by by corporate and foreign interests, doesn't matter what side of the media you're watching, the media begins to create this new perception. All the bad stuff goes away, but just to be safe, we'll need to continue to distance and isolate and wear Masks and, but but generally, it's nobody's fault now. It's just a, a normal part of life, and we're going to have to live with it. So a lot of the hatred around the responsible party is diminished, and it kind that's what goes away in March, is what I'm getting out of this. Now now you can say, hey Ryan, this is a political show. But no 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 no, you need to pay a very 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 close attention to what I'm saying because it's not political. It's historical, and most importantly, it's a devastating oracle of what just happened, what is happening, and what is about to happen. You're telling me, you're suggesting to me, and all of us, all of you listening, that Joe Biden, a guy suffering from dementia, who can't remember what seat he's running for, on multiple occasions he said he was running for the Senate this year, who calls black people roaches, predators, says that he feels safer when they're behind bars. He feels safer for his wife when blacks are behind bars. He said that. And that they should be put back in chains. He said that. All of it on video. A guy who over decades, 47 years of public service, a guy who has no enthusiasm, uh, virtually no support for what he says or what he stands for, except that he's not Donald Trump, and someone who couldn't get a dozen people to a rally And the six or seven people that show up were staff members in the media. You're telling me a guy who literally mumbles his way through a speech that is so unintelligible, it's like a Saturday Night Live skit. It's like a joke. That he received the most votes in the history of the United States of America in all elections? I'm supposed to believe that? that he turned states with tens of millions of campaigning Trump supporters rallying every day for the last four years into blue states, places where even Democrats are like, "Mm, nah, I don't think so, but we won, so what does it matter now? You're telling me a guy who literally can't speak coherently, a guy who has no support. This this is the guy who not only won, like it wouldn't be as suspicious if it was really close, but a guy who essentially won in a landslide. And I was reading something earlier today. They said Trump actually got the most votes ever, but then Joe Biden, since he beat Trump, he got the most votes. So Trump has the second most votes in the history of the United States election process for president. So that tells me that I would believe Trump would get that from the the support, but (laughs) Joe Biden got it? This doesn't make any sense, right? I think you all know that. This doesn't make any sense. Listen to what Joe Biden says. He actually says, well, we got the most votes. This is his acceptance speech from a few days ago.
1: People of this nation have spoken. They've delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory. For we the people.
0: A victory for we the people. A clear victory and a convincing victory. Now, obviously, I know what that means, but it also can imply something else. It implies it's pretty convincing, don't you think? But it's not really a victory. It's it's theft. Counting ballots after states are supposed to count them, attorney generals shutting down the counting process, hundreds of thousands of ballots, turning up overnight, voting machines, software being rigged, voting machines turning over votes to other candidates. Like, if you're going to rig an election, at least when that 150,000-vote box comes in, like, you'd imagine they'd say, well, there were, like, 1,000 Trump votes, Jill Stein got, like, 23, and Gary Johnson got, like, 115. Like, at least throw some... But you just get a giant box of all Joe Biden ballots. I mean, that's as naked as his mental decline. In terms of him not being able to cognitively speak, which is why it doesn't really matter who the guy is, because they knew the election was rigged not for an individual to become president, but for a foreign government to overthrow the republic and to install a puppet. And you thought presidents were puppets before to corporate interests and things like this. Joe Biden is a foreign puppet, or so it seems. I mean, the guy's taking money from China, China, Russia. Uh, his son took money from the Ukraine Energy Company. All these things that we're, we're hearing that Trump did, it's actually literally what Joe Biden did. Joe Biden's the guy who called those soldiers dumb sons of bitches. He's the guy that said they should they're going to put blacks back in chains. Like, this guy's an old, white racist. But all the people that scream, you're a racist... Never, ever, 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 ever address the racist things that Joe Biden says. They try to create things that Trump said, right? And then people will will make this comment like, Donald Trump made all the racists feel secure to come out and to be racist openly. It's like, no, um, Trump actually scared the real racists. And that's why they got really upset. And that's why they've worked for four to five years to get control back of the plantation. That's what really happened. Where were those racists with Barack Obama? You'd think that a couple of them would have come out. I mean, Barack Obama could have been a white guy, but he's a Democrat. He was going to, of course, you know, win that election against someone like, like, was it Mitt Romney he ran against? John McCain and then Mitt Romney? Like, of course. Yeah, John McCain was, uh, was just a terrible, terrible piece of trash. Of course someone was going to beat him. Joe Biden, though, this guy. Here's what he says.
1: We've won with the most votes ever cast on a presidential ticket in the history of the nation.
0: We've won with the most votes ever cast in a presidential ticket in the history of the nation. Does anybody believe that? Anybody? Do, do any Democrats even believe that? I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think Democrats even believe that. Democrats are sitting back being like, eh, well, we won, but. I don't know if that was legitimate, but at least we won. Let's move on. That's 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 kind of what I feel is the energy in the situation. However, I came across a, a David Oates. You know David Oates who does the reverse speech. And if you listen to David Oates do interviews, and he actually has that reverse app you can download for free if you have like a phone or something. Um, I think it's on iPhone and the, like the Google phones, or whatever it is. And uh, he was... He does the reverse speech all the time. You know, you've heard him on interviews. He's usually a—he's a very objective guy. Um, he'll say, "Well, I don't know. Do you, what do you think about what that reverse speech uh, said?" Of course, reverse speech is really the subconscious. Um, I think it's kind of like a Freudian slip in a way, but it's—it's it's backwards, and it's how we communicate. Symbols communicate to our subconscious. We communicate outwardly, and then what we say forwards can be played backwards and and things can be extracted from it. Now, remember Barack Obama, one of the things that came out with him was, thank you, Satan. Remember, he would say, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And what it sounded like, at least, it sounded like, thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan.
3: Yes, we can. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan.
0: Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. That was Barack Obama here. I'll play it one more time for you.
3: Yes, we can. Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan.
0: Thank you, Satan. Okay. Well, that was, you know, eight years ago. Well, more than eight years ago. That was like 12, that was 12 years ago. I can't believe that. 12 years ago. That's, uh, that's a long time ago. So here is another clip that needs to be played. This clip here is a reverse speech from Joe Biden when I just played you from Joe Biden's acceptance speech even though he hasn't been fully declared legally just by the media president elect this is what Joe Biden said in his reverse speech sounds like he says he shows a world war here I'll play it again slow it's
1: time for our better angels to prevail, tonight, the whole world is watching America. And I believe at our best, America's a beacon for the globe.
0: So it sounds like he's saying he shows a world war. And this isn't a random speech or something like that. This is from the acceptance speech. I pulled this particular audio from uh, the Washington Post, but the reverse speech I got from, uh, from David Oates, I, I just happened to be scrolling through, and I saw that he had the reverse speech of, of this particular statement on there. And it says exactly what you, what you heard.
2: He shows,
0: he shows a world war. Now keep that in mind. Because something interesting just happened. There's an interview conducted with a top UK military general. UK's Chief of the Defense Staff General, Sir Nick Carter. And it was an interview with Sky News. It's about a 12-minute interview. And he's sitting there in his military uniform And he's talking about the current state of world affairs. Uh, The journalist asks him about COVID-19 and new security threats and things like this, right? And at about three minutes into the video, it's about two to three and a half minutes. I'm going to play you the clip right now. He says he's very concerned at the current moment, having nothing to do with Joe Biden, but he's very concerned at the current moment as as a result of global tensions And it seems, you know, somewhat kind of random to make this statement, but he said he sees this. He sees a world war coming. This is the UK's chief of the defense staff, General Sir Nick Carter.
4: And I think the real risk we have with quite a lot of the regional conflicts that are going on at the moment is you could see escalation lead to miscalculation. And that's the thing I think we have to guard against
6: miscalculation can you just spell that out in easy language what does that mean
4: so what that means is that the protagonists either because they don't realize the implications of their actions lead to an escalation which means that more people perhaps get involved more weaponry gets involved and before you can contain it it leads to the sides ending up in a full-blown war and if that happens as we saw in the last century I mean we have to remember history might not repeat itself but it has a rhythm and if you look back at the last century Before both world wars, I think it was unarguable that there was escalation that led to the miscalculation, which ultimately led to war at a scale we would hopefully never see again.
6: So are you saying that's a real threat, that there could be another world war?
4: I'm saying it's a risk, um, and I think we need to be conscious of those risks, and that's why remembrance matters, because if you look back at history, hopefully you learn from their experience and you make sure that you're very cautious about how you manage the sorts of regional conflicts that we see playing out in the world today.
0: Now, I understand that some of you don't like the military. Maybe others are really staunchly military supporters. But regardless of your thoughts on the military, U.S., U.K., or any military, what he just said is very, very logical, and it's very, very reasonable. Yes, of course, history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it's, it is, it's cyclical, and history will mimic itself. There are components of history that, that mimic, right, that are similar. And that's why remembering history is important, because then you don't make the same mistakes that you made, you know, a hundred years ago as a as a civilization. Right now, you learn from those mistakes, you know, just like we look back on our lives and we learn things. We don't make the same mistakes again. That's why history is important. So that's what he says. And then here's Joe Biden again. He shows a world war. So the U.K.'s chief of the defense staff, General Sir Nick Carter, says that we are on the verge of a world war. Now, this isn't to scare you, okay? Listen, this is not to make you afraid. This is to give you information to empower you. It's to show you that there are so many things happening. We get rid of a lot of the minutia. We can find these patterns and these details to put together. So that's what Nick Carter said and then Joe Biden just the other day at his acceptance speech he said in reverse speech from what David Oates has posted he shows a world war he shows a world war
2: he shows, world war. He shows, world war. He shows a world war
0: he shows a world war or he shows the world war that's the reverse speech i don't know what you heard from that but that's what i heard i heard he shows a world war or he shows the world war maybe that means a new war or it means the war of all wars far more devastating than the first and and or second world war that's what i'm getting out of it now the history that nick carter mentioned there in that sky news interview the history is what's so important i want to share this with you i'm sure you've probably heard about it through social media if you have heard this And I I want to tell you that when I was confronted by these three managers at the grocery store the other day, and I gave them information, I told them the mandate for the state of New York is over. I said, there's no problem. It's over. And the one guy said, well, you can read a lot of stuff on social media. And I said to him, I said, I was very nice. I said, no, 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 no. It's not social media. Like, I can literally show it to you on my phone. Do you want to see it? And he hesitated. He's like, well, yeah, okay, yeah. He said, can you show it to me? And I said, sure. I pulled it up, and I showed him the, the governor, state of New York website, and the executive order. And he just, like, his eyes got real big, and he just stood back confused. Rightfully so. It says it ends on November 5th. And even if they extended it, it doesn't really matter. That's not the point. Nobody knows this. And when I was telling the, the, the other manager, there's like three managers there that tell the other manager this, he said, but you can just read this stuff on social media. I'm like, no, it's not social media. This is the CDC's website. I said, this is like the state of New York's website. This is as official of information as you can get. I'm not reading social media stuff, okay? But it doesn't mean that because you see it on social media, it's wrong. One thing that's been circulating on social media is the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, I guess it would be like one of their logos, right, where the E in Biden is just three red lines. Now, I, I mean, I understand. Red stripes, American flag, yeah, sure. But it has a double, a, a double meaning, another meaning. In communist China in the 1950s, there was an ideological slogan called Three Red Banners. It's in the 1950s, and it called on the Chinese people to build a socialist state. Now, if you. Recall Joe Biden's campaign slogan, as opposed to being, make America great. It's build back better. Build back better. Which would also relate to the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, building the world back, How what Schwab said, we're never going to go back to normal, it's going to change. Build back better. Three red banners, also called the three red flags, consisted of the general line for socialist construction, They're building something also for the Great Leap Forward and the people's communes, right? Now, the way that this is carried out was that there is a purging of any individual who does not subscribe to the new system. In Russia, this was done with the infamous and highly, 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 highly deadly, very, very fatal, year of 37 or the great purge or what is popularly known as the great terror which involved large scale repression of wealthy peasants genocidal acts against ethnic groups i thought that these communists were supposed to be about equality and you know ethnic minorities they don't give a damn about any of you they're 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 mass murderers control freaks It also included a purge of the Communist Party, government officials, and the Red Army leadership, widespread police surveillance, suspicion of saboteurs, meaning they'll go after their own counter-revolutionaries, which could be an old lady who decides she wants to sell pottery or something that she makes in her house other than pottery. That's considered capitalistic. That's a counter-revolutionary thing, and they'll come and burn the house down, or they'll just kill you. Imprisonment and arbitrary executions. Right? This is what Communist Party did. This is what any you know authoritarian regime does, but this is what the Communist Party in Russia did. And this is something that is perhaps, you know, you don't really think that this has any significance to anything going on in the world, unless you relate it to what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, where she was talking in a tweet about holding Trump supporters in government and other places, holding them accountable for supporting Donald Trump. And there has been talk about a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Did you hear about that? The Truth and Reconciliation Commission? A Truth and Reconciliation Commission to go after people that supported Donald Trump. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be you if you're a Trump supporter. I'm not saying it's you're going to be, if that was the case, you're going to be safe because you're not a Trump supporter. Nobody's safe with this type of coup and this type of government. However, a Truth and Reconciliation Commission is going to probably start, and this is, you know, what, what they say, it's going to start with people that are in government, right? It's going to start with people that are that are public figures. And they will be, as we've already seen for four or five years, they will be dragged through the media muck. And they will be socially assassinated. And then they will be socially executed. And there are different forms of executions that happen, you know, nowadays. Um, being deplatformed and being censored is, is an extreme version of that. Or less than an extreme version of that. But an extreme version of not being killed. Because you're basically being socially killed obliterated there's no there's no trace of you anywhere when this is how people communicate in the digital world if you're gone you're missing you can't find them then you might as well be dead if you if you otherwise would have influence so that's the great purge and it starts with censorship and co- going after groups of people that disagree and then eventually going after their own people now that is part of the communist revolution in any country where it's taken place the three red banners was the ideological slogan to build a communist socialist state. Three red banners is the general line for socialist construction, and the three red banners are actually used in the Biden-Harris campaign logo. And Joe Biden's campaign line is build back better. Now, these all might be totally unrelated, have no meaning or whatever, but I think it's pretty interesting, don't you? And then there was the Democratic National Convention that said uniting America— well, double meaning, uniting America. What does this mean? I'm going to run as and rule as a president of all the people, not just Republicans or Democrats. Okay, that sounds, you know, sure, fine, but uniting America with what? The rest of the world. And they have the star pointing to the right, so people said it said death to America, but I think it has another meaning. It could say death to America. It's a death, a D, two, zero, Democrat 20, but then the arrow points to the right, to the two, and then to the United States of America as a country. To the right, though, is to the east. So east brings, or east to, east brings destruction. East, death, east brings death to America. What is in the east? Well, that's China. And the Biden campaign is using old Chinese banners as part of their logo. Now, the cultural revolution that takes place is to destroy all the ideas and the culture and the habits and the customs of previous generations, even if they're very, very recent generations. And that's what you've seen with this COVID-19, a new normal restructuring and reshaping the world. Do you see that history repeats itself in ways that are a little bit subtle? And it's not just history repeating itself, it's literally... Agents of the Communist Party that are running under the guise of other political parties, infiltrating and overthrowing, not just like an elected president, but overthrowing the entire democratic system and overthrowing the United States Republic. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but I don't know what else to think when I've read all these history books and this is what it's showing me, you know, it's not a radio host online or it's not a YouTube video. It's not a social media post. It's this is what I'm reading in history books. And so, yeah, I'm going to think that if they're following the same tactics and whatnot, it's going to be the same outcome. And I'll tell you in the next segment, when we come back from this top of the hour break that in Beijing in 1952, they lied to people and told them that there was a giant chemical biological attack and to clean everything wear masks and social distance from each other. I mean, it is the same playbook. They've just polished it a little bit better. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the secret teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. We'll we'll, we'll continue to like break this down and expand on it. And the next hour there's a lot more to come. So stay tuned to The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM.
3: You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info
0: you could listen to this and that show is now running all day friday and all day saturday on history channel which is really amazing it's, i don't know if there's any other show on tv that's doing that right now so i hate
2: this channel
0: Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it.
3: I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist.
0: Find the Fringe.FM Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out Talk Stream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and the Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on the Fringe FM. Don't settle for less.
1: And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but
4: I hate this channel.
6: Do you like the Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and soft cover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana
3: the Fringe FM
2: This is Jess Rogie from The Rogie Report News and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in fringe news Check out The Rogie Report News here on The Fringe FM
1: You can't handle the truth Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination where happiness is an illusion here where the past, present And future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it
5: enlightening. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM.
0: Freedom is the privilege to be right. On The Secret Teachings, we use history and anthropology, magic and esotericism, and even a little bit of nutrition and comedy mixed with some great guests to examine our world and beyond. For 10 years, we've used occultism and symbols to bring you a unique and objective look at the past, present, and future. Join us by tuning in Monday through Friday to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, exclusively new right here on The Fringe FM, www.thesecretteachings.info. Gentlemen, thank you
4: so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back and, at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. You may have heard of equality versus equity. Maybe you've heard of equality of opportunity as opposed to equality of outcome. And there's a major difference between the two. One means that everyone has opportunity... But furthermore, that opportunity is something different to every person. If you suggested perhaps that opportunity means that everyone has an opportunity to do a certain job, well, very few people want to do that certain job, whatever it might be, and, and, and giving them the opportunity to do it in some arbitrary sense, like suggesting that Everybody should have an option to do the exact same thing. That's not really what equality of opportunity means. It means that you have free range, essentially, to choose what you make of your life. That's what opportunity means. It doesn't mean everybody gets the same car and gets the same job. Equality of outcome, although it does mean that more so, equality of outcome is a Stalinist, communist soviet talking point that everyone deserves to have the exact same thing and everybody deserves to be paid exactly the same thing and clearly it doesn't work out in any way shape or form it doesn't work out psychologically because if you're going to make the same amount of money and you get all the same stuff then you don't have any incentive to work or to produce you don't have any incentive to build anything And equality of outcome means that everyone ends up at the same destination regardless of what they do or what energy they put into the system. So it shifts the balance of power to the system itself. So there is no more we the people, there is we the system. And those who support the system, they reap all the benefits from that system. And those who don't support the system, they don't get the opportunity to disagree they disappear. In 1937, the Great Purge, the Great Terror in the Soviet Union, which you'll never hear about alongside of the horrible things that Hitler does, unless you have a really, really good history teacher. They'll never tell you that the Soviet Union committed atrocities that, in some respect, made Hitler look like, you know, a straight-A student Boy Scout with no blemish on his record. You know, where they would rip people's intestines out and then beat them to death while they pulled their intestines out of their stomach? Like, yeah, read those stories. Never heard about that in a concentration camp in the Third Reich. Didn't say it was great. I just said that the Soviet Union was, if you're looking at things based on how many people died, have a look at the Soviet Union. They killed 30-plus million people. A lot of people were killed in the mid-30s, where they went after ethnic minorities. They even purged the Communist Party. They destroyed everything that was in opposition. And then eventually, you know, you become paranoid and you start to eliminate elements that are even close to you. But before you can do that, you yes, put your political opposition in jail. And if you control the media apparatus, which today it's beyond anything, I'm sure Joseph Stalin or Adolf Hitler or anybody could have imagined Joseph Goebbels, the media, uh, uh, Sources today create a reality, like Carl Rove said. Uh, conditions, like Carl Rove said, a long time ago in an interview, that they create our reality. Um, and no matter what you think, no matter what you perceive, the the, the media and all of its forums, even social media, that is the world, and it becomes the only way we can communicate. So. Beyond what Carl Rove said, they create the reality and then we live this reality. I want to also tell you that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who in no way, shape, or form do I believe was just a bartender who happened to win an election, she posted this on Twitter on November 6th. Is anyone archiving these Trump psycho, uh, sycophants? sycophants? Or when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future, I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. Is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants? Their complicity in what? In the delay of a coup, in the delay of the collapse of the U.S. Republic. Complicity in the future of what? And then there have been others who have called for truth and reconciliation commissions to go after Trump supporters. And you see what's happening here. All the things that these particular individuals are doing are the very things they've accused their political opposition of. So this could be the left or the right. It doesn't really matter. That is just the host For this entity that has possessed it, and all the supporters are possessed by ideological concepts and ideas and things that sound really good, and they need an exorcism, to be quite frank with you. On election night, the President of the United States had his Twitter account blocked. Big tech censorship of certain political views, open theft of certain states during an election and the days after, With states simply stopping the counting, they received boxes of ballots after the legal requirement, and then adding all those ballots in favor of one candidate to the total, I mean, is blatant election fraud. Big write-ups in the New York Times and speeches by Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, calling for the establishment of a separate confederacy-like government. This is on video, claiming that Donald Trump would never leave the White House and he'll have to be... um, Fumigated or escorted out by the military. I mean, look, this is not about the left or the right. Uh, that you know if the, if the right were doing this, I'd be saying the exact same thing, and I'd have people saying, "Oh, you must be this or that." But I'll say this one more time, and it's really simple and really clear, and I want to emphasize my intention in saying this is really simple and really clear, with no intention except to show you the parallels here that are terrifying, that are scary, but they are not meant to make you afraid. They are meant to get rid of the fear so that we address the unknown and we realize what's happening and we can take guard against it. Censorship of political opponents, theft of an election, the establishment of an alternative government in the wake of nationalist support for another political party, the overturning of basic human rights, and the siphoning off of resources and the selling out of the country to foreign governments and corporations mixed with the open declaration that if a president challenges the election results, as they have a right to do under any circumstances, they will be forcibly removed by the military. In other words, if you were wondering why Joe Biden could get elected or even selected to run on a platform of authoritarianism, someone who's barely able to finish a sentence. It's because the election was rigged from the beginning, in some places, some states, key states. It didn't matter who the puppet was. And any other part of the world that you see this happening in, it would be referred to as asymmetrical warfare, And it would be seen beyond that on the streets with rioting. It would be seen as direct warfare, terror groups and terror cells. It would be seen as a coup against any elected representative of the people who have this type of government. I mean, didn't you see Star Wars? Remember Star Wars? Where the only defenders of the Republic were slaughtered and their temples were destroyed. And all the blame was placed on them for the horrors of what the Sith was responsible for. You think George Lucas pulled that idea out of his ass? I mean, I guess some people probably did, did think that. He just pulled the idea out of nowhere. And this is all throughout history. You think history books just make that stuff up? The writers of them? Well, sure, history's you know not always what you think it is. But these are the steps that are part of a a tested, tried playbook to overthrow a government. I mean, hell, the Central Intelligence Agency and others have overthrown, what, like 50 foreign governments in the last century? And what about the people, consumed by hysteria and ideological possession, whipped into a frenzy when their leaders tell them to maneuver into position? So much so that what's happening in the United States mirrors identically what happened in the Soviet Union. And the people that are supporting it are what Joseph Stalin called useful idiots. Uh, People that, I mean, I personally, I I really almost, almost feel sorry for these people who don't know what communism or Marxism even is. And if they do, they say, well, the real one hasn't been tried yet, believing that it's some wonderful progressive journey to create equal outcomes for everyone. And it's like you do understand that equality of outcome means everyone is equally poor, everyone is equally sick, everyone is equally demoralized, everyone is unable to speak, defend themselves or their families or stand up for what they believe, even if it's just totally absurd. That's what equal outcome means. And here is a video to reinforce that from Kamala Harris, the vice president-elect at the time, at the moment, not officially. This is what Kamala Harris believes. This is a video just under a minute long that Kamala Harris released about equality versus equity. Have a listen to this.
2: So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here... We can get the same up, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place.
0: We all end up at the same place. Uh, They tried that, and it resulted in mass genocide because when you try let's all end up in the same place you have to give up personal responsibility government takes complete control and government can't even determine on an economic side of things what kind of products to produce how many of them to produce how to distribute them what the prices should be so they enact price controls, it opens up black markets, and I mean you know the history of this. It's not it's not it's not good, all right? But they'll just downplay and pretend like no, none of this is happening, none of this is happening. There's something that you also need to know about history. In nineteen fifty two, Beijing charged that the United States of America had secretly waged germ warfare on the country. Starting in January, and they let the people know what was going on in about April. That's their claim. Months and months of germ warfare. They said that the enemy, the United States, had launched germ warfare with infected flies, mosquitoes, spiders, ants, bedbugs, lice, fleas, dragonflies, and centipedes over North Korea, Manchuria, and other parts of China spreading all types of contagious diseases. That's what the Chinese government said in 1952, so just a few years after the revolution and before the Cultural Revolution, the Communist Party solidifying their grip on China, they claimed that there was a massive terrorist attack carried out by the United States, germ warfare, And they got the public to respond to this by doing the following. There were campaigns to clean China and they were carried out like military campaigns to cleanse the country. And of course this alienated large sections of the population and separated people as a result of this nationwide cleaning campaign. The campaign also had very visible effects, not just people that disagreed. And I'm going to read you a line from a book called The Tragedy of Liberation by Frank Decoder. He says, Many residents, from traffic police and food handlers to street sweepers, started wearing cotton masks, which always surprised foreign visitors. He goes on to say, The habit of wearing the masks... This habit would last for decades. In other words, he quotes William Kinmond, it gave even young girls and boys the appearance of being fugitives from operating rooms. Now, This is in a book called The Tragedy of Liberation. It's about the communist revolution in China. He says, from north to south, people were also required to kill the five pests, namely flies, mosquitoes, fleas, bedbugs, and rats. Now, later on, the Ministry of Health, in a self-criticism addressed to Mao Zedong, accepted that much of the campaign in 1952 had been based on coercion and had proved wasteful, quote, to the point where it prevented the masses from engaging in production and gave rise to their discontent. Now, I'm going to seriously ask you this question as an audience. Does that at all, in any way, shape, or form, being one of the methods in which the Communist Party used to divide, trick, deceive, manipulate the Chinese people, does that sound at all like what's happening right now? Maybe just a little bit? Sending out cleaning brigades, people that participated were good citizens, others were making people sick, they went out to clean and disinfect everything to prevent biological and chemical agents from spreading. Where people chose to wear masks, something that is continuing to this day. Yes, there's industrialization and pollution, but this isn't where the mask wearing in China began. It began in the 50s, and part of it, as it continued on, became a cultural acceptance a cultural it's like an icon in you know those cultures like it's something that's just iconic the mask wearing and it of course prevents us from seeing people's faces so it's dehumanizing demoralizing you know what the communist party also did in china at the same time prevented people from leaving their homes they prevented people from gathering in large numbers too many people in one spot is dangerous to a paranoid system And in order to travel, you had to have proof, whatever it was, that they demanded proof of. You had to have proof that you had a right to travel. Now think about this. Does that sound like anything you've ever heard before? You can say, well, it's just classic authoritarianism. Sure. It's classic authoritarianism. Yes, I agree. But it's also a playbook that the Communist Party has used. A playbook that the Communist Party used in China and in Russia, where they had the infamous Great Purge. They tore down statues, destroyed history books, to destroy ideas and culture and habits and customs, the four old's. And they used three red banners as an ideological slogan calling to build a socialist state. The three red banners are exactly what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have used for their campaign image. And their slogan, Build Back Better. Three red banners build back better the construction of a socialist state. If it were one or the other or something else, maybe it's just a coincidence. But when it's so many things. It's not a coincidence, alright? It's not something to be afraid of, it's something to be aware of. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Right here on The Fringe FM.
6: All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
0: You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I
3: hate this channel.
0: Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some Galactic Confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it.
3: I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist.
0: Find the fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out Talk Stream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM.
1: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats, go, we did all the good stuff.
3: (laughs) It's like, you're all working for the same guy. My name is Alex Exum, and I host live talk here on The Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show, 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense.
5: Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the paranormal radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM.
0: Do you have everything you need to explore the secret teachings? I've got
5: my
3: secret socks on and my secret teachings. TV channel.
0: Looks like Spongebob's ready. Are you? So perception is the key. Psychological warfare is the technique. And the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception
4: will change everything.
1: Don't give me that horse. This shit eating healthy is expensive. It isn't. Go to a fucking supermarket. They're throwing the vegetables at you. There's celery. Get it the fuck out of here. 70 cents, 25 cents for a banana, whatever the fuck you want. Get it out of here before it goes bad. This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. But when a long train of abuses, usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and provide new guards
0: for their future security. Listen to The Secret Teachings five nights a week, Monday through Friday, on The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital
5: Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me
3: at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan
5: Gable.
4: Yeah, you're a proper pro. And I just want to thank you, Ryan, for having me on. I've heard a few of your shows and you go deep, brother. You go deeper than a deep sea diver in a shipwreck. So uh been great to be a part of your show. You've got a tremendous amount of knowledge yourself. You've clearly put in the hours of research and I commend you for that. So I'm very happy to... Have been a part of your show today. Thanks again for the invitation. This is Mark Devlin, author of Musical Truth Volumes 1 and 2, musicaltruthbook.com online, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The Soviet Union is not the workers' paradise that was promised. It is not the great experiment that you read about in the press. Stalin has no stunning new achievements. Unless you consider killing millions of innocent people an achievement. Make no mistake. If we let him get away with this man-made famine, there will be others like him.
1: Maybe the Soviets are doing the best they can. Making the best decisions they can, given the circumstances. What about the free schools? The free hospitals? Yes, but at what cost? more egalitarian society does exist it's just not perfect we we can't expect it to be experiments take time jobs An egalitarian society it's the same system of exploitation that exists here only it's worse unimaginably worse i know what i saw of course you do of course you do but but one has to put it in the proper context listen to me stalin is not the man who you think he is Are you saying there's no
3: hope?
0: I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. You can catch us five nights a week, Monday through Friday, at the same time each night right here on The Fringe. You can go to our website at thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info to get access to our archive. When you subscribe to the archive, you get access to the montages as well. And that supports this show. It helps to keep us on air. Five nights a week, Monday through Friday and to bring you the content that we bring you each night. A lot of times with really great guests, or at least unique subjects. Things that you are probably not going to hear many other places. Not because we're special, or we have insiders, but I just look at things a lot differently than a lot of people. I look at things a lot differently than a lot of radio hosts. I look at things a lot differently than people that consider themselves to be like researchers or whatever it might be. And I see things that I want to share with you, and so I I have to bring it to you. I have to bring you this information. I think it's important. And last night we talked about serial killers being actual cereals and what that means, like a cereal grain is different than a cereal that you buy at the store. It's a hijacking of the name. And it's that same exact type of principle and the altering of language and the changing of images to deceive and trick people that you find from the microcosm on a box of cereal to the political system and everything in between. In 1952, the government of China told the citizens... That flies, mosquitoes, fleas, bedbugs, lice, centipedes, all number of insects carrying all types of different contagious diseases were dropped over China, North Korea, over Chinese territory, and that it was going to kill a lot of people. Now, nobody actually died because it turns out this was just propaganda. It wasn't true but it mobilized the citizenry into military-like campaigns that went around to clean the country. Now this, of course, alienated large parts of the country, people from one another, another way to divide people. But it led to other things. People were very afraid, and they were told that to protect themselves, they needed to wear a mask I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. This is in a history book about the communist revolution in China. It's a three-part series. The first part from 1945 to 1957, written by Frank Decoder, The Tragedy of Liberation. And this is what it says. The campaign also had another visible effect. Many residents, from traffic police and food handlers to street sweepers, started wearing cotton masks, which always surprised foreign visitors. This habit would last for decades. In the words of William Kinmond, it gave even young girls and boys the appearance of being fugitives from operating rooms. From north to south, people were also required to kill the five pests, namely flies, mosquitoes, fleas, bedbugs, and rats. In Beijing, every person had to produce the tail of one rat every week. Those who greatly exceeded the quota were allowed to fly a red flag over the gate of their house, while those who failed had to raise a black flag. So you were a good citizen if you participated in the cleaning ritual. You were a good citizen if you participated in the mask ritual. If you disagreed, you had to fly a black flag. And that black flag meant that you were not a good member of society. Later on, though, the Ministry of Health and a self-criticism addressed to Mao, accepted that much of the campaign in 1952 had been based on coercion and had proved wasteful, to the point where it prevented the masses from engaging in production and gave rise to their discontent. More detail in a further investigation found the extent of waste caused by the campaign. In Shaanxi, for instance, writes Frank Dakota in the book, a full year's supply of medicine had been squandered in just six months as local officials had pursued showcase projects for the campaign rather than using their scarce resources to improve the health of the people they represented. In very, very clear language, if that wasn't clear enough, they took abundant resources, or at least resources that would have lasted much longer, squander them all for the public showcase that they were doing the best they could to stop these diseases from spreading. But there weren't actually diseases. It was all a lie. I'm not talking about germ theory. I'm talking about there were not mosquitoes and centipedes dropped by the Americans on China or North Korea. It was all propaganda. Propaganda. And it got people to separate ideologically, physically, because they didn't want to catch diseases. It got people to clean with toxic chemicals, I'd imagine. Military-style campaigns of cleaning. It got people to wear masks. And through the Cultural Revolution in the 60s, you were not allowed to move about as you saw fit. You were not allowed to congregate in large numbers. To travel, you had to have proof Of what you were doing. Sort of sounds to me like the Communist Party used these methods to overthrow the nationalist government of China, and that these are the exact same tactics being employed against the United States of America. And if for whatever reason none of these things ring a bell to you, let's consider lockdown and quarantine, the unconstitutional banning of get togethers and worship services travel IDs and health cards, and mask wearing to demonstrate that you care. What do people say to you? I wear because I care. I wear the mask because I'm protecting you. Along with the spraying of toxic chemicals on virtually everything. What does that sound like to you? Exact same thing that happened in 1952 China? This ain't my opinion, folks. This is from a history book on the Communist Revolution of China. We also should add that it's been suggested we no longer shake hands, look at each other's faces, have sex without a mask, or come into human contact essentially for any reason at any time. And we do everything in a digital sub-reality because if we remain afraid and scared, we have no power. We turn it over to those that will, like the people in China, in Shaanxi, local officials just used medicine to showcase projects for the campaign, although it was all based on a fraud. They just wasted and squandered supplies, caused more harm than good. But people were afraid, and because of this fear and terror, what is ultimately a coup, these organized anti-American groups today were able to utilize our free and open system and our laws in order to break them and use a legitimate system of mail-in voting to steal an election. And it's still in the process of being stolen, but mail-in ballots are not illegal. But when you count any ballot after, or cast a ballot after a certain time, you want to adjust the time? Fine. But when you're finding hundreds of thousands of ballots, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours hours after counting stops, uh, that's suspicious if you didn't know that. But some people don't even know what the word suspicion means. They don't even have that in their mind. Just like they don't know what communism is. So they're like, what do you mean I'm a communist? No, I'm a Democrat. I I, want to protect people that can't protect themselves. No, you're a pawn and a useful idiot. And if you were a Republican or whatever you call yourself, you'd be the exact same thing. This is authoritarianism. This is control. It's about power. See, these groups knew that it was impossible to stop the re-election of Donald Trump short of an assassination. So here's why the mail-in ballots became important. Because if COVID-19 was never an issue and states stopped counting ballots at 8 p.m. the night of the election and mysteriously truckloads of ballots for the opposition came rolling in, that would be really, really suspicious. But it's not so suspicious When people don't want to go to the polls, and so they'll do mail-in ballots, and it opens up the door to fraud. And even though it's really, really suspicious, there's just enough doubt that the election is legitimate. In other words, Trump, who is still the president, won in probably one of the biggest landslides, if not the biggest landslides, in the history of the United States, period. Trump could have feasibly won virtually every state, you know, with the exception of a few. And and, and these groups, they, they knew this, and knew this was impossible, so they committed mass fraud and claim that Joe Biden received more votes than any other person in history, despite the fact that Donald Trump received now the second largest amount of votes in U.S. history. What this tells us is that Trump... One in a landslide. Joe Biden's additional votes, a guy that can't finish a sentence and can't get anybody out to a rally. And I'm not a Republican. I'm just telling you what I see. Joe Biden did not do so well. Let's put it that way. And yet, Joe Biden has more votes than anybody else in the history of the country, including Donald Trump, who just broke a record as well. This is the guy. He'll say it himself. Listen.
1: They've delivered us a clear victory.
0: It's pretty convincing. A
1: convincing victory. A victory for we, the people. We've won with the most votes ever cast on presidential ticket in the history of the nation.
0: Does anybody believe that? The most in the history of the nation. Okay. Well, I guess a lot of people who wouldn't have voted found it easier to vote at home. And they're mostly Democrats. I mean, at least throw a few Trump ballots in there. Or a Gary Johnson or a Jill Stein. I mean, hell, throw in Vermin Supreme. Like, hey, Vermin Supreme got five votes. You're just going to say that 150,000 ballots that mysteriously appeared after the legal deadline all belonged to the same guy who needed exactly 150,000 ballots to win? I mean, are you serious? Is anybody believing this? You do know that this is what happens... During a coup, right? You know, this is what happens during an overthrow of the Democratic Republic. What happens next, though? Well, despite the fact that political uh, get togethers are deemed super spreader events and massive protesting and rioting, peaceful or otherwise, is considered uh, acceptable, it might kind of show you where we're headed. While Joe Biden hid away in a basement for months and months, the amplified PCR tests of COVID testing and false positive tests distractedly or drastically drastically launched case totals for COVID through the roof all of which were then blamed on one political party and one individual it was Trump's fault as a result of a virus or something else the foreign media now suggests suddenly and increasingly more overt that the nationalist government and the people on all sides of the political spectrum who stand for the principles that the United States Republic was founded on are actually enemies of the state and need to be arrested, detained, indefinitely, interrogated, reeducated, jailed, and eventually executed. This is actually happening in the United States of America now. The coup is underway. The psychopathic methods employed by these people are very naked. People like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are calling to punish Trump supporters. She tweeted that. Others from the Washington Post are calling for the same thing. Some are calling for truth and reconciliation commissions to deal with the threats to the government. It ain't the U.S. government, folks. This is the foreign government. And that's the key. It's not the government you think. It's the new installed government. Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, I don't care what you call yourself. You are now the enemies of the state. Unless you were a member of the Communist Party of the United States, you're a threat to it. Joseph Stalin did this with the Great Purge or the Great Terror in the year 37. And in China, Mao's usage of the Cultural Revolution and the Red Guards destroyed the four olds of ideas, culture, habits, and customs. While prior to the 1950s, they used an ideological slogan calling for the construction of a socialist state. And it was named the Three Red Banners to encourage people to build a socialist state. And Joe Biden just happens to use the term build back better for his campaign slogan. You do realize that in 1956 the psychologist Albert Bitterman developed a framework for understanding the methods that foreign armies use to extract false confessions from prisoners of war. And it's the same kind of techniques that the Communist Party has used for a century. They include isolation, lockdown, monopolization of perception, which focuses attention on an immediate predicament, exhaustion, threats, degradation, reinforcing of trivial demands, and occasional indulgences. Maybe a plastic face shield is a trivial demand. I think so? Occasional indulgences where the noose is loosened just for a moment in order to encourage compliance to further demands. Communist states are notoriously, notoriously guilty of all of these things. And of being atheistic, because God is a symbol of balance. And if you remove God, you remove balance, you remove individual empowerment. Therefore, communist states tend to lean more into satanic ideologies that of chaos and destruction and depravity. Maybe you didn't see the Democratic National Convention logo, D20, with America in the zero. The arrow is pointing to the East, the Orient, home of the demon of the East, Oriens. When this demon is summoned, he brings destruction immediately upon that which he was summoned to destroy. And it's interesting that he typically comes riding on a horse or a donkey. That would be the Democratic Party logo. He typically comes on an elephant, a horse, or a donkey officially. So he could come on the Republican logo as well. And he is attended by a female who brings terror. Okay. So they're literally using the three red banners. They're initiating a great purge. They're saying build back better. There is no United States. There is only a United States. There's no United States. There's a United States. It's a country. There are no individual states. Um. That's really, really dangerous. That's why there are states. That's why you have an electoral college. That's why you have individual state constitutions. Sounds good, though. Right? What I just described to you is death to America from the East, calling upon the demon and manifesting that decrepit, crooked, psychopathic piece of shit, Joe Biden. And they on her knees suck a D- Slave owner Kamala Harris, her family owned slaves, by the way, the very small percentage that actually did, despite what this country was founded on, and despite the psychopaths like Joe Biden, like the real slave owners, that carried on those traditions, and this is what partly led to so much division, a civil war, and other things, along with big banks that wanted control of the slave trade in America and anywhere else. So that's what's happening. This is not political. This is historical. And then you have Kamala Harris in her campaign video calling for, well, I'll just play it for you again.
2: The resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place.
0: Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. And the video itself actually looks like something that the Soviet Union used or Communist China used as a piece of propaganda, literally, with the big sun and, I mean, even the animation is very similar. Like, who who do you think these people are? So, Joe Biden, president-elect, he gives his speech, that's an acceptance speech, and David Oates did a reverse speech on this. And this is the speech and then the reverse speech of what Joe Biden said as a, at his acceptance speech the other night.
1: It's time for our better angels to prevail. Tonight, the whole world is watching America. And I believe at our best, America's a beacon for the globe.
0: So did you hear that? That's the reverse speech at the end. The reverse speech at the end is this. He shows the world war. Now, here is one of the top military officers, the UK's chief of the defense staff, General Sir Nick Carter, in an interview with Sky News the other day and here's what he said.
4: And I think the real risk we have with quite a lot of the regional conflicts that are going on at the moment is you could see escalation lead to miscalculation. And that's the thing I think we have to guard against.
6: Miscalculation, can you just spell that out in easy language? What does that mean?
4: So what that means is that that the protagonists, either because they don't realize the implications of their actions, lead to an escalation, which means that more people perhaps get involved, more weaponry gets involved. And before you can contain it, it leads to the sides ending up in a full-blown war. And if that happens, as we saw in the last century, I mean, we have to remember history might not repeat itself, but it has a rhythm. And if you look back at the last century, before both world wars, I think it was unarguable that there was escalation that led to the miscalculation, which ultimately led to war at a scale we would hopefully never see again.
0: And then Joe Biden says, in the reverse speech that David Oates... In the reverse speech that David Oates published... And you can do this yourself if you download that reverse speech app or just reverse it in an audio program. Here's what Joe Biden said. He shows the world war. He shows the world war. And remember when Barack Obama, he had his speech reversed. Remember that? And... The speech reversal said, thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan.
3: Yes, we can. Thank you, Satan.
0: Thank you, Satan. Thank
3: you, Satan.
0: He shows the world war. He shows the world war. He shows the world war. Or a world war. Shows the world a world war. Shows the world war. What do you think? Thank you, Satan.
3: Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Thank you, Satan.
0: Thank you, Satan. 1952, communist government of China got people to wear masks and social distance and lockdown because of a lie about contagious diseases. In the United States, the same thing has been done to justify the theft of an election. It would seem, and lead to the overthrow of the republic. And Joe Biden says, let's build it back better using three red banners, exactly what the communists used in China to construct a socialist state. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM. Don't go anywhere. But also remember, the Teachings.info is where you can get my books. You can get the archive access when you subscribe, which also gives you access to the montages. Please go and support the show, subscribe to the show. It helps us to stay on air. This is how we make like the teeny tiny bit of money that we do. It's not much, just a few hundred bucks a month. And I got to work a part-time job to pay for the rest. Please support us at thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.